Hi there. We are um, finishing up 2 Timothy 4, and today Carrie gets to spend lots of time reading some tongue twisters. (laughs) So put your listening ears on and um, let's go. I may or may not say them right. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. The buzzer will always tell you. Yes, better (laughs) you than me. So, Okay, verses 6 through 15. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Do your best to come to me quickly, for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Cretans has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, because he's helpful to me in my ministry. I sent Tychicus to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas and my scrolls, especially the parchments. Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him because he strongly opposed our message. His departure is near. It's interesting. Uh, he doesn't say my death. He says my mm-hmm. departure. Mm-hmm. I liked that though. I thought, okay, you got it. He's got it right. Yeah. He's just leaving this world. So, right. and he, he doesn't sound like he's um, that sad about it or whatever but he's like i'm being poured out like a drink offering which is a it's a wonderful thing to you know to bring your drink offering to the lord and it just comes up to the lord as a sweet aroma and a sweet fragrance and paul is saying i'm i'm being poured out it's a sacrifice and i'm happy to do it yeah yeah we should all be that way we should. And I, I think he obviously is happy to do it. And he even says, like, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I have fought the good fight. So he knows that this is coming. But at the same time, that desperation. And then he does. He lists all of these people who are no longer with him. Yeah. And people who have turned against him. And some of it as a warning. And some of it's like, just hurry. Because he does say, do your best to come to me quickly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, come on, let's go. And that's one of those seasonal things that we mentioned yesterday um, because it's getting to be, they think probably, you know, there's winter. like this chunk of winter where you just can't really get around very well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, I read one of the um, commentaries I read is that it does say somewhere else, maybe yeah, tomorrow or maybe we already read it, but come before winter, like we just talked, because even the ships don't sail from a certain time. And if he doesn't get there before that happens, he won't probably will won't see him again. Yeah. And he's cold. He needs his cloak. 
I thought that was really an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Tell him to well, they said my One of those commentaries, again, said he was arrested and probably taken out so quickly out of his place that he didn't have time to grab any of that stuff. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. it's cold, and now he really he needs that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what if he was, you know, captured in the the summers and when it wasn't as cold and winter wasn't approaching it it hasn't Mm -hmm. approached yet so he knows what he'll need yeah well and this is not the same imprisonment that he has been through before this is right different so maybe before um like maybe he didn't think that this was going to be that the big imprisonment right like so well his last one he was in a house Mm-hmm. He was under house arrest. It wasn't in a chained up prison. Yeah. Chained up in a hole. Mm-hmm. One of the other things I love in this passage is um, get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. So in the past, Paul and Barnabas had a great falling out over Mark because Mark at the time was just like, you know what? I can't take it. I'm, I'm going back home. I'm, I'm not going to finish the journey. And Paul was very unhappy with them. And the next time Barnabas, who is Mark's cousin, suggested Mark, Paul was like, no way. He deserted us before and I can't trust him and I am not taking him on my journey. So a reconciliation has happened. Paul maybe mellowed out a little bit. Mark matured and is ready. And now Paul is saying, get Mark He's helpful to me. And so I, I just love that. At the end of his life, he's he's got that reconciliation and that's put behind him. And I think it'll be a great encouragement to Mark in his future ministry as well. Yeah. There, there's an FYI box that really speaks to that. And I'll only read a portion of it, but it's talking about, well, I'll read this part. A football team can perform poorly during the first quarter, even during the first half of the game. But what's most important is how they finish. Don't then look backward on the mess of your past. The grace of God can cover it. Instead, look forward. There's still time. Fight the good fight. Finish the race and keep the faith. Your reward is waiting. That's by Tony Evans. And it kind of speaks to what you were talking about, Terry, with Mark and everything that Paul, everything that happened there. The past is not what's important. Right here, right now. So when we deal with people who are like, yeah, but you don't know my pastor. I've done things that would never let me in a church. It's like, no, doesn't matter. Where are you? Right here, right now. Walk in those doors. And and that's just like a metaphor for just, just walk to Jesus. Let's talk about God. It doesn't mean you have to go into a physical church. It just means your opportunity to be with Christ is always, always, until your last breath, and then even maybe even more so after that. And it's not dependent so much on your works. It's dependent on His works and your belief in Him. You know, I think I used to think it always depended on me doing my best and I've failed and I failed and I failed. And it's like, God's like, get up, get back in that game, get up, get back in that game. And, and it's like, it, the game isn't about me. <laughs> Clearly I'm just a player, a good player, like person, like not a player, not a, not a player, not a player, but like a player, <laughs> like I get to play the game. We all get to play the game, you know? And also you girls, just because we had this conversation before, if Paul wants that crown, I think mm-hmm. it's okay if I want the crown. It's okay. Well, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, say I want the crown. crown. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. So you get your tiara. <laughs> yeah. 
No, no, I don't want. Oh, you a want a teeny you want a full tiara. I want a crown, <laughs> like like Queen Elizabeth has, right? Yes, big, yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you know the thing is, I don't, I don't know right now. I I think it's true, but um, when we get to heaven, don't we throw all of our jewels and our crowns at His feet and just give it all back to Him, anyways? So, you know. I know it's just temporary when we get there, but it's a reward from the Lord. And who doesn't want a reward from the Lord? Absolutely. Yeah. That would be good. But he might need need to find me in the doghouse to give me that. I don't know. But he knows where I am. (laughs) I'll be with him. That's that's what I care about. That's what I care about. So that'll be good. I I also like why I'm doing the FYI boxes a lot, but the just the description of departure was like is used in Greek literature to describe the loosing of a ship from its mooring or a soldier losing the, loosening the stakes of his tent. It pictures a ship lifting anchor, tossing off the ropes, and rising on the tide so the winds can carry her to sea. I'm like that's kind of a beautiful way for Paul to be seeing. It's like yeah. time for me to go now, yeah. and that departure to sea or. I don't know, kind of romantic way to look at that, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was too. And lovely. I like that description of it. Yeah. Do we know, and maybe I've missed this just somewhere, but do we know how long it's been between um, when the first Timothy was written and then now? I don't know, but I'm sure some people do. Because if they could put him in Macedonia... They know where his trips were that way, but I just don't know the answer to that right now. Why are you asking that? Because um, I'm just thinking about what, what Terry was talking about, how there has been reconciliation with Mark um, and yeah. how he's saying, like, you know, bring him to me because he's helpful. Um, and so there's been that reconciliation. And just thinking about how sometimes this process of um, fighting the good fight and um, making sure that we're listening to the right people and learning and turning against all these false teachings and um, just all of these things. Sometimes it's like a years-long process. Yeah. Or well, many years. I did read someplace that yeah. from, from the road to Damascus when Paul saw Jesus until this Second Timothy letter was about 35 years. So Paul had a 35-year-long ministry. So, you know, he spent quite a few years off with Jesus in the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. But then whatever happened with, um, with Mark seemed to have happened kind of in the beginning of, the, of his evangelistic ministry where he was out. So I would say it has been that there has been some time that's passed and some experiences that have been endured. Um, I, I would say whatever happened between he and Mark did, did take some time. You know, maybe he had to see some fruit in Mark's life. And then as he saw that fruit, he began to soften and say, okay, then, you know, he is a good guy. This is good. He's, he's on the right path. Um, because he was really mad in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so I think, you know, sometimes we think that time is such a bad thing. You know, we hate that we have to wait for stuff. We, we, we don't like that. But time is really... It can be a great friend to us. It can it can give us the space we need for reconciliation and for healing. Um, and I and I, and I don't think it's anything that we should 
you know, we think, well, that happened. That's the end of that. Well, no, it's not. It's not the end of anything until Jesus comes back. Mm-hmm. There right. will all, you know, we've got to know that time, time can be on our side. Um, time for us to grow up. I think Terry used that word for Mark to mature. I think he, you know, that was a big part of what went on here. You know, we've spent the last couple of days talking about like correction and rebuke. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we have a tendency to think, well, I've shown you that correction and you didn't make an immediate about face and yes. straighten up and fly right. And so you're out, mm-hmm. right? Like what's the next thing that we need to jump to? But I think that this just speaks into the fact that um, it takes time. Yeah. And that that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, I, Paul has his reasons. We weren't there, but I just felt like, you know, Mark is young. This is his mm-hmm. first time out, probably mm-hmm. first time out with Paul. He's learning. Hardships are coming that he maybe wasn't ready for. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be better to just let him go and get a little more, you know, mature a little bit more before he gets mad at him for forcing him into a ministry he's not really ready for. That might be a little bit of what he's doing here with Timothy too. Like, okay, you are ready. You are definitely ready. You know, um, he may have been a little more gentle with Timothy's um, progress. Well, because Paul is matured too. Right. You know, Paul didn't just get saved and he was perfect. Just like we don't get saved and we're perfect. We have to grow into um, the image of Jesus. It's, it's not immediate. The day I'm saved, I'm a perfect person. I have patience, peace, love, joy, all that good stuff. Um, and so that was true for Paul. It was true for Mark. It was true for Timothy. It's true for everyone. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, a, it, it's just a good reminder that um, that's why patience is so important. Patience with yourself and patience with other people. Um, look at how long it takes us to get our kids raised. Honestly, I didn't feel like I was a halfway decent person until I was about 35 years old. <laughs> yeah. You know, I still had emotional things. I had, um, I'd get my feelings hurt really easily. It took me a long time to develop some of those for the, for some of that fruit to develop in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've walked with the Lord a long time. So it wasn't a question of, well, gee, you know, I just came to Jesus. I had known Jesus for a long time, but it still took years to grow some of that fruit. Um, and I was very impatient with myself. So that caused a lot of condemnation. You know, I would exhibit some behavior, a temper tantrum or an emotional, um, you know, a crying jag. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I'd be all upset with myself that I wasn't any further along with that um, in my walk with God. Um, but you know, I think as much as God dealing with me to have patience for others, he also had to deal with me to have patience with myself. Yeah. There's a, there's a phrase in AA where they talk about if someone keeps wanting to drink Mm -hmm. and they leave the program, it's like they needed further research. They needed to go out and learn more about what they don't. And that could be the case with all of these people here. Like maybe Mark needed further research on what this world is like as opposed to the world of God. Mm -hmm. And um, 
And Timothy may not have needed that. He may have just had that encouragement working for him that way. But we also need to know that all the people mentioned in this, we don't know the end of their story. This is just the snapshot of where they were. And they might have gone, wow, did I ever miss this? We never know. God is has the one who has the final answer in that. And you're right, Angie, when you're talking about that whole maturing process, right? And we're just seeing a snapshot in their time right now. I think a really good, important thing to, to note is like, we don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. And when we approach things, um, we have a tendency to approach things with a bias because of our learned experiences. Right. Um, and this has been like floating through my head as we've been talking about this whole week, um, talking about truth and talking about um, like my truth and your truth and like how that's kind of a load of hooey um, mm-hmm. because truth is truth. True. But the way that we perceive truth is each of us different because of our learned experiences. That's true. Um, and our perspective that doesn't change what the truth is, but it changes it changes how we approach the truth, um, and I think it changes how readily we accept the truth. I, I think that's true. It can put things blinders on in different ways. Those are all things that we can change, that we may need to change. And people may need to change it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Because if we're all orienting towards the truth, you're right. Everyone has this you know, different perspective on how they're going to approach it, how they're going to move into that. Um, but it doesn't change the truth. That's right. And that's what's really important. Yeah. It is. So when we when we are, you know, kind of dissecting the Paul and Mark affair, like what happened, mm-hmm. um, or like, you know, talking about I can't say hardly any of these um names, but I can say carpus. Um so and Titus, <laughs> Is it carpus DM? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like we we're seeing just this perspective that Paul is sharing with us, just this little snapshot. Um, and we know that some of them have left because like Alexander, the metal worker um, did a great deal of harm. And he tells Timothy, like be on the lookout for this. Yeah. Um, but we, like you said, Rosemary, we don't know what the end is for these folks, for the other folks. Right. Just like we don't know what the end is for those who we struggle with. And we don't know their whole story. Right. Oh, that's so important, Suzanne. And I think we get really caught up in um, the wrongs that people do. And then, like you said, just kind of like walking away. Um, And we just need to remember that this whole story um, is years long. Yeah. And we're only getting a snapshot of it, but we have the choice to live and trust that Jesus is the truth and that his story is part of us and that we can carry that on for the long game. This is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's good. And honestly, that is a great way to end it, except I want to keep going. I object. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I object to ending right now. I just, I, I, I just, that's from the last yesterday's. Um, I loved question uh, 21, where they were talking about if Timothy 
um, and Mark arrived before, before Paul's death. What kind of discussions and instructions do you imagine were going on between Paul, Luke, Timothy, and Mark? Do you guys think of that? That was just so intriguing to me. I think, I think Paul said, saying this is a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. And trying to impart any last wisdom he can. Probably also said, Bring pizza. I'm in Rome. I want some pizza <laughs> or something. I, I kind of also just kind of pictured them just sitting around like, oh, remember when we went, you know, there? Remember that guy we met? I wonder how he's doing. Or, you know, little personal little things like that. Yeah. Um, maybe not directly, you know, taking, giving instructions on what, I'm sure they did plenty of that too. I think Paul's just encouraging them, you know, like, um, yeah, you guys, you know what, I'm on my way out, but I'm going to heaven and I'm going to be with Jesus again. And um, you know the way you're going to come to, and I can't wait for that reunion, but you know, I don't know, let's, let's have a BLT for lunch. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, as no, a Jewish no, man who did not eat pork, oh. I know I was like, what a wild last meal there, Terry. <laughs> Look at oh, you go. I, I think he wanted them to know how much he loved them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. How important that would be. Anyway, I unobject now because we got to talk about my question. <laughs> Well, I'm going to pray for us then. Thank you. Um, Lord, thank you for showing us that this is not a sprint and this is a marathon. God, that you have woven your story through our story, through the the history of the world, um, and just shown us that you have a plan right from the very beginning and that you have given us faithful examples of how to live for you, God. Um And I just pray that we would have our eyes open so that we can see how we can be faithful examples um, and kind of walk in Paul's um, walk in Paul's steps so that when it comes to the end, Lord, we can say, I have fought the good fight. Um, And I just pray that you would help us to know how to strengthen ourselves, um, strengthen those around us um, so that we can bring people along um, through this race that is um, life and um, that we would be able to uh, enjoy it, Lord, um, and really see like the good times, um, the pizza, the love, the um, cloak of encouragement uh, that we imagine Paul having with these gentlemen, Lord. Um, And I thank you for these women and what a cloak of encouragement they are for me Um, and just how much we get to laugh and still um, just live life together looking at you. And I pray that for those that are listening, Lord, that you would provide um, people to come around them so that they could also have people to live life with, encourage, um, go forward, live in community, and still be um, focused on you, Lord. And I ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> 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 <laughs>